am Citizen 44. You are listening to Citizen 44 with Mark Aronsberg. Time to make money. There's a story to sell, and it ain't all bees and honey. Hearts to break and blood to spill, and pain to inflict. That's why they call me the love addict. Hey, everybody, Mark Ahrensberg here. Welcome to Citizen 44. This is show number 107. My guest today is good friend, former show producer, and all-around groovy guy, Mr. Rich Reese. Some interesting things have happened in the past week. Took a little mini vacay with Lean Ann and some of her friends and a few of our family members here. And for the first time ever, drum roll please, I rode on a train. Now, since I got here in Kwangai almost two months ago, I walked the railroad tracks almost every day. I've taken a lot of photographs of the train station, of the trains, but I've never actually been on a train. I called my father and told him, he said his first time on a train was when he was five, and that was during World War II. Why I've never been on a train, I have no idea. But now that I've come to Vietnam, of course, I've done a lot of new and interesting things. It was me and Lean Ann and her sister and her sister's husband and their two kids and uh, Kitty and her husband, Mr. Tong, and their two kids. It takes about two and a half hours to go to Da Nang. And uh, it was really fun. It would have been more fun if I wasn't having a crazy allergy attack. This is the second one I've had in about four or five months. When Lean Ann and I went to visit Lean Ann's friend who lives up in the Highlands near Dalat. I had a crazy allergy attack. So, yeah, it would have been a little more fun if that wasn't going on with blowing my nose every five seconds. Although, luckily, this time, I didn't throw my back out. Yes, I threw my back out from sneezing. Crazy. But after we got to Da Nang, I had this feeling that going in the ocean would help my allergy. The salt water and everything would kind of clean out my nasal passages and all that good stuff. So I ran down to the beach and was in the water for about 45 minutes. And sure as blibbity-doo, all my symptoms subsided. And by the afternoon, they were all gone. Here's Rich. man hey mark you know i'm just hanging loose here what are you doing i'm also loose hanging over in quang Ai, vietnam and uh, it's been raining what's the weather like over there in uh, tennessee it's kind of like hawaii it's really hot and really humid and lots of thunderstorms it's wonderful we're not having thunderstorms right now it's just rain but rainy season has started very humid like that and wet yeah, there's no bugs there, are there? Every day, teeny, 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 tiny ants 
are biting the shit out of me. <laughs> Whatever frog is living in our little pond down here sounds like a dog barking all night. Jesus. It's very tropical. I'm living over a very lush garden. It's uh, Leanne's father's garden. He has a coffee shop here. Leanne's sister lives across from us. Below them, Leanne's brother lives with his wife and kids. And then on the other side is Leanne's father and his wife. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a compound. Jesus, that's a lot. I told my father the other day, I make almost no money right now, but I'm being totally taken care of. A gorgeous girl makes love to me every day. I've got all my meals cooked for me. I have a motorbike. I go for like one to two hour walks every day and say sin chow to people who never see foreigners around here. It's brilliant. Wow, man. Enough about me. This show's about you. What's going on with Rich Reese? Living out in the country and I love it. It's been good, man. It's been good for me to really be connected with nature and uh, met great people out here that are really uh, spiritually devoted to their awakening path and started playing music again. I'm playing in a band with this young singer named Gracie Calvanesso, who actually I'll get for your show. That'd be great. A very unfortunate thing has happened in your professional career as of late. I wouldn't say not working much is unfortunate. I would say that it's a blessing. The part about your partner who is doing horribly. Yeah, my business partner, Steve, who I've known for 20 some odd years. Yeah, he has a vaccine injury and almost died, had a stroke. The poor guy had to get a vaccine and practically die so you could retire. Thanks, Steve. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm still working, but I, I just choose who I want to work with. Totally. I only want to work with like one band right now. The Zemed boys, are they signed with that agency as well? They are, but they're with me. I'm their agent. I've been working with John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Remember them? Yeah, yeah. What was the hit single? Uh, there was a movie called Eddie and the Cruisers in the 80s. And uh, remember, there's a song called On the Dark Side. Oh, yeah, it's a great song. John is real busy, but uh, again, I'm going to wind that up. I had the Love and Spoonful and a few other big acts, but I've let them all go. The Young Dubliners are gone. I'm just working part-time and creating something new. Okay, what are you creating? Well, I'm looking for a space around here to maybe open up a venue, which would be a plant-based eating place and a place for conscious artists to perform and maybe people touring with conscious books that they want to sell, you know, events that are part of the conscious community. Sounds fun. There's a place coming up for sale. It was a gas station and it's a pretty cool building and it's actually going to be really cheap. You were talking about doing some kind of a barn in your backyard and having some kind of a venue there, but I guess that didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. It's very expensive to build a barn right now. I don't know, so I'm just looking at buildings. I'm looking at possibly having a bakery, maybe a small bakery slash plant-based cafe. I don't know, man. I'm just waiting for an opportunity to come along. Okay. Sounds like you got your feelers out there. You're putting it out in the universe that you want to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief 
There's something that'll have what you need, what you need. I'm doing a lot of reading right now, which is good. What are you reading? Well, I picked up a book that you suggested, and it's really helping me. It was written by Gary Coleman from uh, Different Strokes, and it's called Conversations with Todd, and I think it's about him and Todd Bridges. What? Yeah, you told me to get that. What? No. Conversations with Todd, T-O-D-D? You told me to get that. No, 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 man. You've got to get your ears checked. you got some what, wax. What, what did you say? You must have bees living in there. Conversations with God, G-O-D, by Neil Donald Walsh from Ashland. Is that little Jake? Yeah, that's little Jake. Stop it! What's that guy doing? Jake, be good! What's he doing over there? He's barking out the window. Conversations with God, yes. You're reading that? That's the book I picked up. It's wonderful. I'm, uh, I've been reading it over at the coffee shop. People don't read at coffee shops anymore. What are you talking about? I do. Are you the only one, I would imagine, who's not staring at their phone? Yeah. I stare at a book and it actually gets attention. People stop and looked at me and said, wow, you don't see that anymore. Yeah, you look like something you'd find in the Smithsonian Institute, I would imagine, or the Wax Museum. Yeah. I don't remember specifically, but I know the first 30 pages completely flipped my life inside out. So I'm curious how far in you are. That's where I am, about 30 pages. <laughs> okay, so you've hit the gratitude key. Is that familiar sounding? Yeah. I mentioned to you that after I read the first 30 pages, I had this amazing conversation with my father, and then I had essentially an out-of-body experience, and since then, my life has not been the same. Did that information strike a chord with you at all? It very much did. The words I was reading felt very powerful and very sacred and very spiritual. And yeah, it does really get into your heart. Before I moved to Ashland, serendipitously, that profoundly influential book was put in my hand by a friend. He did not know that the author of that book lived in Ashland. He didn't even know I was moving to Ashland. So all these things lined up while I was living in San Francisco. But after I finished those 30 pages that you're talking about, yeah. I could not see the world the same way. Wow, man. I told you I had a gratitude experience where I was in the kitchen sweeping. I started saying thank you. And the next thing I know, I'm pounding on the floor, tears in my eyes, saying thank you over and over again. After I recovered, I went to Blockbuster to get a video. And then when I came back out to my car and turned on my radio, it said you're welcome like 15 times. And it was because of that book that you're reading. Wow. And I ended up dating Neil Donald Walsh's daughter one time. I ended up befriending his son who worked at Mick's Coffee Shop. I mean, not like friends going out hanging buddy-buddy, but we had a very nice rapport. And I ended up bumping into Neil several times on the street. His wife is gorgeous, beautiful woman, very sweet, you know, part of the spiritual community. He has the Neil Donald Walsh Center in Ashland. That book has been translated into over 90 languages, and he wrote a Conversations with God book two. Wow. Lots of really amazing things happened since I read the book. Obviously, I was put on a path where I would cross paths with him and that information. Anyway, I'm super stoked that it's had so far some kind of transformative influence. I love it. I love it. He's a great writer. Neil Diamond, Joe Walsh, wonderful writer. Thank you. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Your energy actually sounds really up. You sound a little bit more like the old rich, the more upbeat, peppy rich. 
Thank you, Mark. I haven't laughed in months, so it's nice to start laughing again. Ha 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 ha. Is it just happening now? Yeah, it's been pretty dark, man. I got into a pretty dark hole and, uh, you know, lots of work needed to be done. Shadow work, I guess you'd call it, on the interior. And I'm coming out of it and feeling better. I'm happy to hear that. I mean, considering we used to sit around and watch comedies all the time and smoke weed and eat great vegan food and laugh quite a bit, it seems odd that you did not have that enjoyment in life because this is it, man. You only get to laugh one time around and then who knows what's going to happen. So... I'm glad you're getting back to it. Me too. It feels good to, you know, just not take everything so seriously and have fun. I forgot I can be funny. I like to make people laugh. New from Swanson, it's Beef Wellington Pops. Finally, you can eat like the royal family and enjoy Beef Wellington any time of day. Anywhere you go. While driving. At the movies. On a bike ride. And even at the beach. Three savory gravies for dipping. Plain. Mushroom and extra sassy. Beef Wellington. It's what's for dinner. Boss Swanson. Mark, it's a meal fit for a king. <laughs> Here, king. <laughs> we had a really amazing time when we lived together. I mean, you had your ups and downs and dealt with some pretty psychotic people, but I think for the most part, we had a lot of fun and laughed a shit ton. And it makes me a little sad that you did not have that for a while. That's really shit. Yeah, it was hell, but... um I guess I needed to go through it. And I had to kind of just step away from uh, all the nonsense that's going on in the world and not live in that world, if you know what I mean. I need to live in my own creation, <laughs> you know? You know, since I left Saigon and moved in with my fantastic girlfriend, I have no idea what is going on in the world. Because when I was living in Saigon by myself, I had that big TV, YouTube it to death and watch the war every day and all this other shit. I mean, it didn't affect me negatively, but I was watching a lot of media. Yeah. But I have no clue. I have absolutely no idea what's happening in the world. Nothing. You're better off. I'm so busy during the day. We go take the kids to go to the park and I go walk for an hour or two every day on the railroad tracks and, you know, just having a really storybook experience here. Really, it's nuts how good I have it. You had mentioned that you met somebody, some fiery redhead who's good for you and having some good energy around that. Yeah, I went out on my first date since I've lived here and uh, I've just been hanging out with a very cool, young, fiery artist. So taking it day by day. You got a BMW 3 something something I champagne color. Yeah, I got a 1992 BMW 325i convertible. It's in amazing condition, and if I ever sell it, it should be worth quite a bit of dough, so that's good, and it's fun. What's going on in the food department with you? I know that you've got the garden in the back. You've had that going since you moved there. Any new cooking projects? Any new discoveries of food? Has your diet remained basically the same? What's going on with your intake? Well, I'm still 100% plant-based, of course. I'll never change that. I'm going on like nine years now as a vegan, but uh, I was getting a little too skinny there. And I kind of realized somehow that I wasn't eating enough. And I've started eating a lot more and all healthy stuff, but a lot more plant protein. And I'm getting the muscles back, which I didn't even realize I had lost. So it's been really good. 
People started telling me, yeah, you're so skinny, and all. I didn't even realize it. I was depressed, I wasn't eating, and I already only eat vegetables, so it was pretty bad. Six foot three and 160 some pounds, it's too thin. Yeah, for sure. So I've beefed up and I'm doing yoga three times a week and going to the gym and I feel so much better. So are you not eating things like plant-based burgers or anything? You're eating all vegetables? Once in a while, I treat myself to a Beyond Burger and I'm eating more stuff like rice and uh, lots of beans and tofu and like the, you know, the high protein stuff. Yeah. Because you know, all plants have protein. You know that. Absolutely, man. You don't need to kill an animal to get protein. No, you don't. What's your meal of choice lately? The go-to meal is a big fuck-off Buddha bowl, you know, with tofu, sweet potato, beans, rice, broccoli, and kale, drizzled with tahini sauce, you know, like a big bowl full of shit. And speaking of a big bowl full of shit, I was showing Lean Ann your uh, vegan shaman show. I guess you did like three or four of them or whatever. Yeah. You know, I was talking to her about doing a show. We have a little kitchen in our little treehouse here. And I thought it'd be really fun, inspired by you a bit, that we do a vegan Vietnamese thing here. Yeah. I got her the kelp powder. I got the liquid smoke. Uh-huh. So she's going to make me the vegan lox. She's going to throw down with that for me. That's cool. I think the worst thing for the animals is probably the uh, eating them part. That's probably what hurts them the most. Yeah, there's that. We kill over 80 billion animals a year, and we wonder why there's no peace on this planet. It's, uh, it's all connected, obviously. We refuse to evolve. So fucking stubborn. I know, but humans are stupid and they're going to learn the hard way. I do what I can for me. I have no expectations on anyone else. I can't be worried about anybody else in that way. I've given up. Good. It's futile. And it's foolishness anyway, because it's just a setup for disappointment when you have expectations on people. And uh, it's not fair to them, to be honest with you, because they feel that expectation and it makes it even worse. It's better to just let people live their lives and maybe in another life, whatever that means, they'll figure something else out. Who knows? Who gives a shit? Maybe. Yeah, who gives a shit? You're playing drums again. How does that feel? Are you playing out? Are you playing in front of people? Yeah, I played a show the other night. It was packed in Nashville. Like it was full, full house, totally packed. Oh, how's it feel to be hitting the skins? felt really good and I got a lot of compliments and uh, this girl that I'm playing with has the potential to probably be a pop star. Oh. Who knows? That would be the craziest thing is if I just kind of fell into this. I'm playing for fun and then she ends up being a big pop star. I think you've been saying a long time that you wanted to play again and you were good about having the drums and practicing up and keeping your chops pretty good but that must have helped you now while you're playing out that you actually had drums in your house and you sat down and fucked around a bit, but you got to practice songs. Yeah, I practice all the time. We've been practicing a fair amount. How are the Zamed brothers? What are they doing? What's going on there? Right now, they're doing a two-week tour out in Southern California. Oh, and are they doing the Everly Brothers experience? Is that what's happening? Yeah, the Everly Brothers experience is what pays the bills. So they go out and do that, and then they do their solo stuff in between. Where did we go see that show out in the middle of where? Wairika. Right. And everybody loved the show. Not only is the music excellent and their voices and guitar playing fantastic, they talk about the Everly Brothers, they joke around, you know, they're a couple of very personable guys. Is it the Everly Brothers Experience.com? The Everly Brothers Experience.com. Okay. 
I have an idea that I ran by them that I want them to do, but I don't know if they're going to do it. What's that? I think we should do another version of the Everly Brothers show, okay, where it's the Everly Brothers, if they had had a comeback in the 80s and they're playing the songs like New Wave Pop with synthesizers and they have the hair like Flock of Seagulls and all that. <laughs> I think it'd be brilliant. Did you bring that to their attention? Yeah. They didn't know what to make of it. I want to do a whole series. I want to do like New Wave Elvis and do a big show like, what if Elvis had lived and had a comeback in the early 80s with Flock of Seagulls hair doing those old Elvis songs? You're not with any of these other cool 70s and 80s bands that you worked with for like, what, 20 years? Yeah, more than 20. I'm out. I'm done. I've moved on. How does that feel? I think it's a lot healthier for me. It's like a marriage, you know, for 20 some odd years. And you feel like, God, did I just do that? I can't believe it. My God, what am I going to do? And you have a little bit of panic. But then after a while, you feel like, yeah, that was the right thing to do. Because my heart wasn't in it. So it's best to just let them go on and uh, work with people who want to be there, you know? Yeah, that's a tough one. You just want to hang in there. Even if it's shit, you still want to hang in there. Yeah. I mean, for what? Yeah, for what? How's Mary? Mary's uh, good. She's in Arizona. Still with Barry? Mary and Barry? Yeah, she's still with Barry. That's good. They've been together a long time, yeah? Yeah, and I think they're going to come visit in September around my birthday time. Cool. You're going to be 53? Yeah, I'm going to be 43. Again? Yeah, I'm going to be 43. What are you, my mother? <laughs> yeah, I'll be 53. Boy! I just realized a week ago where Larry David got that from. Where? Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason, Woody Allen, those were all his influences, he and Jerry. Jackie Gleason's the one that was like, mm, boy, yes. No, that was him. How did you figure that out? Because I watched a biography on Jackie Gleason the other day. How was it? It was great. And all that shtick, man. Larry David got all of it. Unbelievable. Have you watched any Curb in the past year or so? Yeah, I mean, I watched that whole last season. God, that must have been last year. Shit. I liked it. Started off rocky, as you know, but I thought it got really good. Yeah. Tracy Ullman was brilliant. Yeah, she was absolutely brilliant. The whole swimming pool fence thing, that was very Larry David. And I loved the whole thing with Susie and getting the fix on the vagina. And yeah. There was some good stuff in there. Ugh, ugh, good stuff. He's releasing another season this year, right? Yeah, I hope it's going to be good, man. Season 12? I guess so, yeah. Three seasons more than Seinfeld. Who would have thought? Pretty, 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 pretty good. Yeah, Seinfeld went nine, and uh, the Office version that you don't like, that went nine years. I'm sorry, but it's too mainstream. The one I like went two years. Yeah, I know. We're never going to agree. Well, I think you'll agree with me on this. One of the best sitcoms ever made is British. You've seen Peep Show, right? What? Peep Show. One of the best shows ever made. That show is amazing. And you know what else is up there with that is another one we love, especially when you're high, is Trailer Park Boys. Maybe the best thing to come out of Canada. You remember that scene when Ricky was just supposed to put up a hook in the bathroom? <laughs> And he destroyed the whole thing. <laughs> that was brilliant. Some of the best physical comedy we will ever see in our lives. The other thing that we watched was another funny series, Life's Too Short. Yeah. The scene where he's climbing the bookshelf. <laughs> 
We have watched some funny fucking shit together, man. I wasn't a fan of the original Office. I wasn't a fan of Extras. I loved Life's Too Short. He's on the second season of Afterlife. Yeah, Afterlife is good. Yeah, it's a little more heartfelt show. What a talented guy that guy is, man. He's brilliant. He's a huge animal advocate. As a matter of fact, if you go on Instagram at any time, if he's in your feed, He's constantly reminding people about being cool to animals and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's one of the most brutally honest, funny people I've ever seen in my life. He's not Hollywood woke. Yeah, I mean, you've heard him when he hosts these award shows. He's fucking brutal. Wonderful. It's amazing that he makes fun of all that shit and calls people out. They really love it because he tells the truth. And it's refreshing to hear the truth in that way. All right. What else? I'm really glad that we got to catch up. We haven't done that for a while. And it was good to hear you just laugh, by the way, because you said you haven't done that for a while. So I almost forgot how to do it. (laughs) I don't remember how to do it. Have you seen any good movies lately? Any good movies? Yeah, I've watched some good movies. Are you a fan of Paul Thomas Anderson, who did uh, Boogie Nights? Oh, yeah. His latest film is called Licorice Pizza, and it's about, they're in the valley, and it's in the 70s, and it's amazing. It's the actual Licorice Pizza franchise in the movie? Yes. I remember Licorice Pizza in all the malls. I saw that title, and I was like, oh, my God. Boogie Nights? That took place in the 70s, right? It was the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. This takes place around 73 or 74, I think. Okay. Great story. It starts a little slow, man, but you should definitely check it out. It's worth seeing. If you have Amazon, it's free. Better Call Saul. Last season, I think there may be only one episode left. I love the show. Yes. If you're a car junkie, Vice Grip Garage. I found it accidentally on YouTube. He'll drive like a thousand miles to go rescue this car that has not been running in 30 years. And he'll get this car running and he'll drive it back to his home in Minnesota. And it documents the whole thing. And he's just a really nice, friendly guy. And he's funny. And he gets all these cars running. Okay. By the way, there's an audio version of Conversations with God. Neil Donald Walsh is doing this presentation over seven audio CDs where recently passed Ed Asner plays the voice of the male god and Ellen Burstyn plays the voice of the female god. So imagine this book now as an audio experience. It's fantastic. All right. Cool. So read it first and then listen to it. Okay, got it. Thank you, Mark. Rich, really awesome to catch up with you. Really appreciate you uh, taking some time out to re-engage in the Citizen 44 with Mark Aaronsberg podcast. I think we need to get the Zemed boys back on. I'm sure they got some things to talk about, some stuff going on. Yeah. Stay the course, enjoy the car, enjoy playing music and all that. And much love to you and uh, happiness and all that. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. We'll see you later, man. Okay. Bye. Whenever I'm in Asia, I always stock up on kimchi flavored crinkle cuts by Ruffles. It has all the flavors of the Orient with extra MSG. Ruffles, crinkle cut, kimchi style. Well, that's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. It was super fun to do this with Rich Reese. He's such a good guy. 
And it's really, really good to hear him laugh after him saying that he's been down in the dumps for a while. But more importantly, he's reading the book that changed my life. The book is called Conversations with God. I remember that the first 30 pages completely opened up my head and I became a different person. That's all I can tell you, man. I became a more authentic version of me, more open-hearted, open-minded. And then the other thing I remember from the book is Neil asked God, why do we have war? And God's answer is, because it's something to do. Citizen 44 with Mark Ahrensberg is a listener-supported presentation. You can hear all the shows on Amazon, Apple, CastBox, and Stitcher. There's at least a dozen places you can listen to this show. I also highly recommend that you listen to it on Substack. MarkAaronsburg.substack.com I've been uploading the podcast there. I do some writing there. Again, I invite you to go to Substack. There's a whole bunch of photo galleries that you can check out. I have Saigon, Quangai, LA, Ashland. All the photographs are super high res and you can download everything for free. I only ask that you use it for personal use and a $5 donation to help support the show. Your donation is deeply appreciated. You can make your donation at paypal.me backslash Mark Ahrensberg or on Venmo at Mark Ahrensberg. Thanks so much for listening to the show as always. We got a bunch of new guests coming on. Super excited about it. And I love that you're listening. Whomever you may be, whoever, whomever. You remember that from the American version of The Office, the whomever and whoever conversation in the conference room? Take care of yourself. Be good to yourself. And find the gratitude because that's the attitude. When you are grateful, you cannot be unhappy. Those two things cannot coexist. You cannot be grateful and unhappy at the same time. They cancel each other out. If you're unhappy, you're not grateful. If you're grateful, you're not unhappy. This is universal law. Take care. Bye-bye. Additional music for today's show provided by RobbieLindauer.com. Thanks, Robbie. Thank you, Sam, Zoe, and Val. I am Citizen 44.